What's going on, man? How are you doing? Hey, good. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Um, welcome to uh, a three-part episode of the Dodgers, Lakers, Patriots, and Rams podcast. For, the, for 15 minutes, we'll be talking about each league and talk about what's going on in the NFL, NBA, and MLB. I'm your host, Loro Antonio, and uh, JD is my co-host for today. And let's start off with talking about the NFL's playoffs and start off with hard weekend. So I thought last week, man, I mean, really good games, but the one disappointment was when the Texans just got lopsided by the Colts. Yeah, I agree with you. All really good games looked like also that was the one game I would point out too that was a little disappointing to watch. Overall, all very good games, especially the two that you saw in the NFC, the Ravens and Chargers. Ravens at least made interesting late, but yeah, Colts and Texans. I did think the Texans were going to win that game. I know a lot of people were high on the Colts coming into the game, and they they certainly delivered. Andrew Luck has had a phenomenal season thus far. Marlon Mack torched that defense defense and the Colts offensive line was very good at stopping JJ Watt, Whitney Merciless and Jadavion Clowney. And on the flip side, the Texans, they struggle with their offensive line and, and Deshaun Watson was pressured quite a lot. Yeah, he was pressured quite a lot, but um, the Cowboys and Seahawks game was like the game of the play of the, of the week last week. And then the Chargers, we're able to hold on to the lead as they play the Patriots. Um, we'll talk about in a few in just a moment. And then um, what was disappointing was when the the Eagles and, and Bears, the Bears had a chance to win that game, but Cody Parkey missed that field goal. But the NFL ruled it as a block kick in the end. Yeah, that was that was actually my favorite game to watch this weekend. I feel so bad for Parkey. Just I, you know, he's had struggles all season. Al Michaels was talking about him hitting the uprights what, four or five times earlier in the season, and then he makes the initial field goal, and but Doug Peterson called timeout, and then the double hitting the upright and the goal post, it doesn't, doesn't get much more painful than that. But the final few minutes of that game were just phenomenal. With You just felt it with the Eagles. Out of any of these teams, they just have that little bit of magic about them that Nick Foles is going to lead them down and lead them to a game-leading touchdown at that point, and for Chicago, all season, it had come down to their stellar defense. And on that last drive, they just weren't able to stop Nick Foles. You thought that goal line stand, they had him. They got him first down, second down, third down. And then finally on fourth down, Foles found Golden Tate in the end zone. Yeah, that were, that were to win the game. But um, now let's move on to our divisional round preview. Let's start off with previewing the Patriots-Chargers game. I have the Patriots winning 35-17 over the L.A. Chargers. Even though the Chargers are road warriors, I think their road win streak is going to come to a close on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. Chargers are road warriors. Patriots are our home warriors. Chargers, I don't believe, have lost on the road this year. They were, what, 8-0 and then winning the game in Baltimore. And technically, they did win the home game that they had to travel to, I believe, over in London. So they're undefeated at games they travel to. Patriots, on the flip side, being home warriors, something's got to give at some point. And just seen here, the Chargers are 1-11 on the road in New England since 1973. So certainly history bows well on New England's side. And I think if you look at the Patriots even more so, the Chargers with their home road splits, you have to look at them having to be road warriors just because of the lack of home field advantage they have. Whereas the Patriots, they have a big home field advantage. They've struggled on the road. I think that's going to come in big for the Patriots. 
I know a lot of people are picking the Chargers. I think the Patriots do win this game, but I still think it's close. There's going to be some tense moments. The The biggest concern for me will be the edge rushers of the Chargers, whether that be Bosa or Ingram going up against Cannon and Trent Brown on the sides. So just seeing the Patriots schemes, and I was actually listening to one of the Patriots reporters talking today, and he brings up a good point. The Patriots know how to beat this Chargers team, whether the Chargers are going to drop seven guys back or play cover three, but it just depends on if they're going to have the talent around Tom Brady to be able to execute this week. Yeah, I think their defense is going to know how to attack Phillip Rivers and then talk about the other AFC game that I think is on upset alert, the Indianapolis Colts playing the Kansas City Chiefs. And I have the Colts winning this one by a point so that the AFC title game will be in New England for a third year in a row. Yeah, I think I'm still going to have to lean toward Kansas City. Obviously, I didn't see Kansas City playing Indianapolis, but the way Indy's playing, I even though I'm picking Kansas City, I'm going to agree with you and say this game is certainly the one to watch in terms of upsets just because the Colts have had the Chiefs numbers, Chiefs number in the past. You remember a few years ago they came back from 28 down with Andrew Luck and upset Kansas City there. Obviously going into Arrowhead and facing Patrick Mahomes now is going to be a totally different challenge, but the Colts have probably the most underrated defense in the league. I know everybody talks about the Bears and and teams like that and the Ravens, but the Colts have been a solidly good defense, and they've done a good job, uh, Matt Elberfluss turning that around as defensive coordinator there with the Colts. And Andrew Luck is at arguably his best season to this point in his career, which is certainly saying something. So, And, I, I mean, I will say I wouldn't mind seeing a Patriots-Colts game in Foxborough just because it it feels like something like that just needs to happen again. And I know the whole world will be rooting for Andrew Luck in that type of game with all that the Patriots have done against the Colts. But it just seems like after all they went through a few years ago with the flake gate and everything, it's about time for the rematch to come. Yeah, I believe that that rematch will come. And that's my AFC title game pick, which I mm-hmm. predicted right now. It's going to be the Patriots and Colts in the AFC title game. And now let's move on to the NFC side of the divisional round of the playoffs and talk about the Rams and the Cowboys game. I have the Rams winning 34-31 over the Dallas Cowboys. And I think this Cowboys offense could keep up with that defense of the Rams, which their secondary is not that good. But, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott is going to challenge the the Rams' defense. But I think, I think the Rams still end up winning this game. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I was expecting this game to be the Rams and the Bears. Mostly. So I, I was kind of, I was a big believer in Chicago. So this threw a little wrench in my division plans, but I, I think the Rams do win. They just have enough high end talent on that team around Jared Goff and around Todd Gurley. It is going to come down to Ezekiel Elliott against that Rams defensive front and seeing if he can get that 200 yard type of game and score a few touchdowns. Because while I don't totally trust Jared Goff, I do trust him more than Dak Prescott and I love the Cowboys' defense. I think it's like the Colts in the sense that it's very underrated, led by Leighton Van Der Esch and Demarcus Lawrence. But I think the Rams just have too much firepower at this point, and it's not the ideal scenario for the Cowboys to end their divisional round struggles. Yeah, I think so. I think I think so. But also a game that I think is going to happen in the other divisional round game, which we're close to predicting our AFC and NFC title games. I have the Saints beating 
the defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles by a close margin. But now, what? Now, with that being said, now we predicted all what the what the uh, divisional round games are and our game picks. My AFC and NFC title game picks will be the first in the AFC side. Will be the Patriots and Colts, and of course that game will be held at Gillette, and then the Saints and and the Rams will be held at the Dome. Yep, and mine I got same as you in the NFC. I'll pick the Saints over the Eagles, and definitely by a much closer margin than it was the first time they met in November. And then I got Patriots and Chiefs. Patriots having to go into into Arrowhead. Yeah, and we'll, we'll uh, talk about that uh, next week when the AFC title game comes and the NFC title game comes. But now, a little early projections of the 2018-2019 NFL awards. So, I mean, let's. I'm going to start off with the rookies, which, you know, I always like to start off with rookie awards. So, defensive and offensive player of the year, offensive rookie of the year will be uh, Saquon Barkley and uh, Derwin James. Okay, and for me, I agree with you. On the offensive side, I definitely choose Saquon. I know I've seen a lot of people choosing Baker Mayfield in the last few weeks, but I lean towards Saquon, just the amazing season he had. And I could see Derwin James, too. I guess I'll just go with a, a dark horse candidate. I'll go with Leighton Vanderesque, Or I know another dark horse candidate, too, that has potential is from the Colts, who is Darius Leonard, too. And then my pick for uh... – Defensive player of the year is Aaron Donald and offensive player of the year is Patrick is between Todd Gurley and uh, Patrick Mahomes. And then my pick for coach of the year is Matt Nagy and the MVP of the NFL is uh, Patrick Mahomes. And then the Walter Payton man of the year award will go to Devin McCourty. Yep. I agree with you. I think McCourty will win the man of the year award offensive and defensive player of the year. I got Aaron Donald like you. Um, offensive player of the year, I'll take Drew Brees uh, because I think it's going to come down to him and Patrick Mahomes, but I know they like to split offensive player of the year and MVP a lot, so we'll give Brees offensive player of the year, we'll give Mahomes MVP, and I agree with you, Matt Nagy, for coach of the year, and one other one, I don't know um, your opinion on, but I was thinking comeback player of the year, I think it's going to come from really anybody from that Texans-Colts game, whether it be Andrew Luck, J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, I'm one going of those three. With, uh... Andrew Luck as the comeback player of the year. Yeah, he's the one I'd lean toward too out of those three. Because everybody thought Andrew Luck was gonna was done already, but I never thought Andrew Luck is done. He's still a fantastic quarterback for the Colts and the literally their next Peyton Manning. Yeah, and he didn't just come back; he came back better and had, like I said earlier, arguably one of the best years of his career. And for the longest time, I know this defense was re- surprisingly really good this year. And the pieces stepped up around him, whether it be T.Y. Hilton or Marlon Mack. But for the longest time, the beginning of the season, it was like the Colts don't really have much name brand talent around Andrew Luck. And he managed to lead this team to a postseason berth and now a spot in the divisional round. Yeah. And then uh, a quick recap of the college football national playoff national title game for the college football playoff. I thought that game was just in the bag throughout the fourth quarter was a little bit of a boring game, but you know, Trevor Lawrence is, I think is an NFL prospect to watch. And then some of the Alabama's defensive linemen and offensive linemen. So a quick recap on that. And then I'll uh, tell you um, the head coaching hires that have been, that have been uh, around the league. So like, so far we have Matt LaFleur, but the Packers, then Bruce Arians, 
with the Bucks, Cliff Kingsbury for the Cardinals, then Freddie Kitchens for the Browns, and then Vic Fangio, I think, is a great hire for the Broncos. And then the Jets with hiring Adam Gase. Adam Gase pulled the Rex Ryan there, transferring from the Jets to the Bills, and then he obviously transferred from the Dolphins to the Jets. So the Dolphins and Bengals are the only two teams looking for head coaches. Yeah, I like the moves that have been made so far, obviously with um... – Matt LaFleur was an interesting one in Green Bay because he did a great job turning around this Colts defense. So it's interesting to see them go with more of a defensive-minded uh, No, are you talking about LaFleur's offense or are you t- – Oh, LaFleur. Is he offensive or is he defensive? Offense. Oh, he's offensive. Okay, that's my bad. I was thinking he was defensive, but um, my bad. So that's a good move for them, and I agree with you completely on Vic Fangio. I love that move for the Broncos there. Adam Gase, good move as well. And Cliff Kingsbury is an interesting move. I know I had him getting a head coaching job, not necessarily going to Arizona, but he did say a few years ago that he wanted to take um, Kyler Murray number one overall, and now he's got an actual chance to do that. Not that I think they will or should do that, but it presents well, an interesting from scenario. I yesterday is that the Cardinals denied the trade rumor for Josh Rosen, and I expect Josh Rosen to thrive under Cliff Kingsbury. Yes, me too. Absolutely. I think it was more just Kingsbury saying it in the moment when he was with Texas Tech. And then um, what else is what else what else stood out to you for those head coaching hires? Um, You know, I agree with you completely, like I said, on the on the Vangio one. But uh, seeing the jobs that are still open, um, which were the ones you said, you said it was Cincy. And who was the other one? Miami. Cincy and Miami. I'm surprised to see Miami take this long to get a head coach. They already lost out yeah, I'm on one hearing to the Jets. That, I'm hearing that the Dolphins are leaning toward hiring Patriots linebackers coach Brian Flores to be their next head coach. And I was like, no way. I mean, the, the Dolphins should go with more with, like, Mike Shula to bring the Shula family back together or mm-hmm. maybe go with Darren Rizzi. Yeah, I think – I think Brian Flores in a few years will definitely make a very good head coaching candidate, but I just don't see the fit this year, and I don't see it with the Dolphins. And I guess if you were asking for something else that stood out was the interesting news right after um, LaFleur was hired with Green Bay that McDaniels is like, nah, I'm done. I'm not doing any more head coaching interviews. So him staying with New England and being pretty abrupt about that was a good sign to hear from a Patriots fan perspective. Yeah, it is. And then – Cleveland hiring Freddie Kitchens is good for Baker Mayfield, obviously. And then um, and then Bruce Arians is definitely going to be a good addition to the Bucs and helping Jameis Winston out turn his career around. And then Matt LaFleur is going to, I think, do a solid job with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So, And then my final NFL thought here is um, the, co- the college football playoff national title game is that I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a top quarterback in the NFL really soon. Yeah, absolutely. You look this time last year, everybody was saying that about Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama, and then it comes to it this year. He had a great season, and this seems to be his coronating moment for maybe one of the best Alabama teams ever. And this kid who was in high school last year, Trevor Lawrence, comes in and just just torches this team, uh, torches Alabama. And I think it's time to put the uh, little old Clemson narrative to rest. I'm happy for Clemson. I love Dabo Sweeney as head coach. I know they're a big rival of BC. They came here and beat BC earlier in the season. So 
but I was still rooting for them. And I think you may be seeing a changing of the, of the guard a little bit. Cause for me, my final football take is that the scariest thing about this national championship is a lot of these Clemson guys are coming back for next year and the year after I know they lost on the defensive line, but whether it be keeping Trevor Lawrence for two more years or keeping Travis Etienne or keeping their wide receivers, except for Hunter Renfro, this offense is going to be scary for the next year or two. I'm sure. So we'll take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about the, and the MLB. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. 